Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It's your caper, Sarah Cody, and we're keeping it geekly with our two new guests. We have Brendan Knight and Max Davenport. We're here to break down Tyrafall issue one and two and everything in between. Guys, I had the chance to read a little bit of issue one, and this was such an awesome book. I just love how, like, detailed and graphic it gets and i cannot wait to check out issue two before we dive into any more of that let's begin with the basics uh guys who are you and how you guys got into uh, creating comics oh, well um, i'm brennan knight i'm the uh, <laughs> the writer of uh tyrant fall um i got into writing comics uh because it was the only thing i was good at no um <laughs> no i you know, it really was just you know was reading comics and was like Oh, wait, I can kind of do this. And, you know, specifically it was uh, one of like a, a printing of uh, Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum um, had a script in the back. And I think that was when it like really clicked in my head. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Someone has to write this out. Then it gets made. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I can do that. And that was kind of how it started. I'm Max Davenport. I'm the artist on Tyrefall. Uh, and co-creator. I would say the way I started with comics was uh, way back in the day, um, probably uh, the old X-Men animated series. Da -na 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 -na. Ooh, yeah, the got good me, one. Uh, got me, <laughs> that's probably the first time I can remember being like completely enthralled with like the idea of sort of like fantastically based visual storytelling um i've always been a fan of like movies and video games and things like that but uh i wasn't gonna do movies um and you know at like seven years old so like comics was sort of like the the lowest hanging fruit um the most easily available thing and it's sort of just taken followed this trajectory ever since you know, it's life hits different after Saturday mornings, waking up with a bowl of cereal, watching X-Men. Uh, what was it? Recess. You guys remember Recess as well? Oh, like, there's so many Recess, awesome yeah. cartoons. Uh, what about that? What, what about the animated X-Men really drew, like, drew you into it? Um, I had never really seen superheroes before. Uh, my town didn't actually, ironically, my where I grew up didn't have a lot of comic book shops. Um, there was like one place that sold. It was like a general gaming store. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't find out about that until like years and years later. So like, I was like, what, what is that superheroes that X-Men, they can like do things. <laughs> and, uh, that was sort of, yeah, that was, that was my, my, my first, um, exposure to the, the whole medium. And it sort of has taken on a life of its own ever since. So, uh, when did you start diving into like the sequential art side of things? Uh, that was around, uh, somewhere in high school. Um, I, I, I knew people like made comics, but I didn't really understand the pathway, like how, how to get there. Um, I, I was, it was sort of between like comics and like, I was, you know, in that point in high school, you're thinking about like, where do I go from here? And it, at that point it was kind of between comics and like viz dev for video games and, and things. And, uh, I got encouraged in the direction of comics for better or worse and, uh, <laughs> i went to um i went to school for that and then uh here i am now what like 15 years later hey i mean it, it paid off though your pencils are gorgeous i loved i i, I just 
it was such a hard time for me not to keep soaking in those interiors, man. Uh, Brandon, what about you? We, you know, I've read some of your work too. You have a couple titles out right now. Give us a little bit about some of the titles that you've been involved with. Oh yeah, well let's see. So my first two leaps into comic were actually like things that like I I, I sat down and I kind of just I didn't even like break down panels or stuff. I just like wrote out two different like stories and then then went back did some panel breakdowns edit mm -hmm. them up a little bit uh but yeah so like the first one was trench stalker which was like a world war one horror story uh and then i did with uh oh my god jp chic shike i think is his last name i can't remember pronunciation um which he he was very you know, when you read my script, he was very complimentary. And that was like my first script. So I was like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, this this is good good vibes coming off of this first project. And then Echoes Among the Stars was the second one, which I did with uh, Sebastian Perez. And that was, again, one of those, I just like wrote it out, did some brief edits, and then, you know, did the, and then we had it drawn. And I actually entered that into a contest and was a runner up in the contest. Oh, congratulations, like, again, man. Yeah, and again, it was like one of those things. It's like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I can do this. Um, and was and then after that, uh, I think the next one, and around that time, actually, I'm trying to get all my pieces together. Then the pandemic hit, and I contacted Max and was like, hey, there's this other contest coming up. Do you want to work together on it? And he was like, this is strange. People aren't really hiring during a pandemic right now. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I get you. But, uh, but yeah, then we, you know, we crushed out the, uh, uh, Lex non S Justinium, which was the forebearer of, um, of tyrant fall. And that again was another sim, uh, was another finalist in a similar contest. So I was like, Hey, you know, two for two in these contests and pretty good um yeah and then i've done other stuff uh friend uh, with uh apox wonder which i did with francesca fantini who's and that was a really that was a really interesting one too uh that was the one with a uh, killer looks and uh prince power they they're yeah, like that superheroes was... that were in a gladiator like a gladiator ring mm -hmm. yeah it was uh it was another again another contest but it was like oh you have to do like like it was prompts so I had to use like fit in certain prompts. So it was like super, like it was uh, like gladiator battle, and then uh, oh, God, something. It was something about like one of the lines in the book. I cannot remember it, but that it was like you have to use this line, and so that's where that came from. And then I did another short, which I I didn't share with you, but I was supposed to go into uh, the big hype comics anthology. Um, and I did that with, um, oh my God, Corolla. I'm blanking on her last name right now. I feel so embarrassed. But she has been doing stuff like Deadliest Bouquet at Image. Wow. Um, she was That's... actually uh, the artist for uh, the framing narrative in a recent Marvel-like annual, which I thought was, I was like, whoa, way to go. Great, Corolla. Um, so yeah, so I've been working on all kinds of stuff. And then... Tyrant Fall is the uh, is the backbone of my comic book career right now. So you said you had uh, something in a uh, uh, project Big Hype. 
Uh, Big Hype 3, which unfortunately oh, three. got canceled. Yeah. So I was going to say, because I had one in two. I was like, I can read that in just a little bit. <laughs> now, Max has something in two, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to yeah. check that out after the interview, man. It's, it's a good one. I, I was with, um, paired up with Rob Pilkington from uh, TKO and some other things. Um, he had he had done uh, Dame in the Dark, which was a short story with them. And then he wrote this great little um, sort of Martian horror story that, that I got to flex my uh, my space spacefaring chops. That sounds like it was such a fun one for you too. Oh yeah, it was good. It That's was like awesome. Equal, it was equal parts like um, uh, Starship Troopers and. Uh, uh, lost my train of thought. There's, there, it, was great. <laughs> yeah, it was very alien looking, very alien looking. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I actually was mistaken. I read uh, the foreword. I don't think I've read it. Was that in issue one, two, or is that a standalone outside of issue one? Uh, uh for Tyra Fall. Of Time Fall, the first, the, the short that you probably read, you read, um, the original short is the first eight pages of issue one. Okay, okay. So, we could yeah. talk about that then, or is that still spoiler? No, that's. I mean, that's that's online for everyone. Okay, to see. all right, Actually, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, we we posted the whole all eight pages uh, in the first campaign mm -hmm. because it was already you know the um, the contest we had entered it in. They you know put it in like an anthology for people to just download, so it it's out there. Um, but yeah, the uh, the first eight pages um, that was a big moment. You know, me and Max, you know, vibing me. Uh, it was actually one of the first times a creator has actually been like, hey, can I call you so we can talk about this? And I was like, no one's ever wanted to talk to me about this stuff, really. Not at least over a phone. Um, and so, yeah, then we like we talked about it and we, you know, got this this vibe. I was like, you know, I want to play off of your um, these these uh, like pinups you've been doing of these like kind of heavy metal style girls. Um, and so and then we built 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 it from there. Max, your designs are just so brutal. I loved the red dragon. She she just looks like a beast with her mace and that the first introduction to her smashing a dude's brains in. I was like, this is definitely a book that I want to read. Like, what went into some of your, you know, creative design with this? It's it it's all uh like uh, it's just this big old love letter to my favorite um uh visual styles, like all my biggest influences. Um, I remember, uh, probably when I was maybe a little bit too young being exposed to those heavy metal magazines, with, <laughs> like, uh, the big busty ladies with the giant weapons, um, the and, weapons. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, at one point, um, I was doing this drawing challenge where I drew every one thing every day all year and, um, the, you know, when I found out when I was doing it, that it's, 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 it, you're kind of reaching for ideas sometimes. And so at one point I was just like, you know, it's screwed. I'm just going to do like, I'm going to have as much fun with this as possible. So I was like, like big bombastic scantily clad warrior ladies, um, all very much in the style of, of, of those old, uh, heavy metal characters. And mm -hmm. I, Brennan saw them and was like, these are awesome. You know? Yeah. Here's my idea for this story. 
And so I just wanted to sort of like honor that intention mostly visually speaking is sort of like follow that, um, that idea of like, like I, I can't even like crystallize it into a single like reference point. It's just like, there's this very singular image in my head of like these crazy warrior ladies, uh, that are like kind of weirdly, deeply nostalgic for me. It, like um, uh, and, you, you guys ever watched Futurama? You remember? Uh, I can't remember yes, what the, the new suit. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's like the the uh, maybe that's the way to like capsulate capsulate it. In, in, I love in it. One clear thing. Um, yeah. Uh, so you know, not everybody in the comic is like that. We, we kind of reserve that sort of design methodology for. A few, a select few type of characters, um, but it's all it all kind of follows from this like weird European sort of um, influence of like all these older uh, like French artists, mostly if, if I'm thinking of it, uh, mm -hmm. Mobius, Enki Bilal, um, Philippe Drouet. Uh, I'm probably getting some of those names wrong. Way but better yeah, than I would. <laughs> no, uh, I really love how you challenge yourself to draw something each and every day. I often hear about like writers doing something similar where they write like a poem or a short saying uh, every day. And usually some of that is not going to be good, but they'll they'll get one or two really awesome pieces out of that. Uh, you know, what did you kind of do to like push yourself? I know you said you, you wanted to have fun, but like mentally, was there anything you, you did to kind of like push yourself to finish out that year? And 365 drawings sounds like a lot. Yeah, it, it, it is a lot. Um, you know, I, I don't know. There, there's this one artist that I was follow, still follow. Uh, his, his name is um, Ransom Getty. Um, and he, he did a similar thing the year before. And I thought, wow, that looks really like fulfilling to do. Um, <laughs> and I, I was not really working on anything at the time. I thought it'd be a good way to build out my sort of content, for lack of mm -hmm. a better word, but also like just hone my craft and get better at get like like you hear this this thing sometimes when you hear when you talk to artists like oh i it's, it's really hard to draw when i'm not inspired and i really didn't want to rely on that so i thought this that would be a good way to like sort I of love it like attack that way of thinking and just make inspiration like mine um <laughs> so uh that was baby probably basically like the biggest motivating factor is like the idea of not having to to wait to like be struck by a, a bolt of inspirational lightning just to be able to sit down and just make something um, and they're like don't get me wrong there were certainly days where it was like shit i got like five minutes and <laughs> it's, it's gonna be midnight and like i have to just draw anything and it, like there's some there's some stuff in there that I'm not super proud of, but the 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 endeavor as a whole, I'm I'm very proud of myself for tackling. Didn't miss it. And staying dedicated too. Even if you had that five minutes, you still got it done. You could have just been like, eh, I'm not going to do it today. But the fact that you got it done speaks volumes about your work ethic as well. We have Nefarious over on YouTube joining us to say good morning, nerds. Welcome to the stream. I hope you're doing well. Brendan, you mentioned that you've worked with several collabor uh, collaborators. How did it feel when Max wanted to make that phone call? Like, you know, how, how did you feel about the collaborative process at that point? Um, well, first, real quick, just want to, I remembered Corolla, uh, Corolla's last name. Uh, 
Uh, it's Borelli, so Corolla Borelli. So I just wanted to make sure I get that out there. That'd be um, a hard one to remember, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a very sweet, very kind individual. I'm very glad I got to work with her, especially how talented she is. But, uh, but yeah, that first phone call actually was a – it was uh, uh, in addition to being like, oh, this is the first um, like creator that wants to talk to me. Um, it was also very – anxiety inducing because i'm not a big phone talker so i was like oh god i gotta talk to someone on the phone but um but no so it was very very nice and helped me ease into it um that you know the guy on the other line was very 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 kind very patient it seems uh it just was like hey it's max it's good to talk to you. Uh, I just want to talk about this project. And, you know, then we just went from there. And it's been a, a partnership and friendship ever since. You know, as a Dark Souls player, you got to be patient, right? You got to have that little bit of patience to keep going. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, how did you guys come up with the idea for Timerfall? You both are the creators of this series, correct? Yeah, we're the co-creators. Um, so it it was, uh, so, you know, like I, I've, I've, I mentioned it before we started but you know we got to the end of the eight pages and you know i once i submitted it i contacted the team and i was like hey uh just wanted to let you know if this ever becomes something more would you want to work on this still and they were all like yeah sure just let us know if you got anything so i kind of side you know, benched it for a little bit and was like i don't know what to do with this at all like wh what? What's the next direction? And around that time, I was rereading Dragon Ball from start, like early kid Goku stuff, and rereading a huge collection of old heavy metals that I had uh, inherited. Like so much was like, hey, I've got a bunch of these like old heavy metals here. Check them out. And I was like, oh, cool. So you know, reading these at the same time, and I was like, you know what is interesting. A lot of these choices that were made in Dragon Ball are like kind of similar to choices made for stuff in heavy metal. You know, you have weird like mixes of sci-fi and fantasy, weird mm -hmm. technologies that like don't really make sense. Like, oh, you have uh, largely agrarian cultures in this world of Dragon Ball, but like then you have flying cars and stuff. It's like, wait, where's this like weird disconnect? And I was like, and then you get stuff like that where you have like weird technologies that are like super advanced yet other parts of society are super regressed and um and all kinds of stuff it's like it's almost if you as if you could print dragon ball in heavy metal magazine and mm -hmm. i was like sitting there and i was like what if dragon ball was published in heavy metal magazine and then like that clicked and i was like perfect so then i like you know i contacted max i was like hey you know i got this angle on what comes next and so again we you know we we talked up you know i was like it's a mix of dragon ball and heavy going off of the heavy metal stuff we did um and so then we you talked about our experiences with dragon ball and you know and it you know developed from there like we were both like dragon ball z was a huge part of my childhood it's a part of like core part of several friendships i had when i was a kid um and you know, then we you know just went from there and developing characters based off of this idea. Dragon Ball meets Heavy Metal magazine. So, 
Oh man, hot take. Do you think uh, so? I, I, I with DBZ fans in particular, I think the series should have ended right when he turned Super Saiyan, right when he fought Frieza. That's what it was you know, supposed to. That's that's so funny because I I say the same thing. I'm like I feel like if Dragon Ball had ended after you know he beats Frieza, everyone's on Earth again. It ends there. I'm like that's a perfect ending because it's. The full encapsulation of a Saiyan arc, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't mind that it keeps going because we get some all kinds of cool characters after that. Mm -hmm. But uh, but no, I, I agree. I, I'm like, I think narratively it is like super strong if you just end right after beating Frieza. You know, and they did Gohan such, such, such an injustice. The one-armed Gohan was such a badass. And then, then we got Saiyan Man. And I know that's hit or miss for a lot of people, but then I heard he's getting redeemed in the newer stuff. I haven't seen a lot of the newer stuff. Have you guys? No. Oh no. Um, oh no. I'm, I'm seeing some of it. I'm reading like they this the that the big Gohan story arc they're adapting right now into manga. So okay. Yeah, I heard he turns into a badass, but speaking of badass, let's get back to Tyranfall. The Red Dragon, she is a beast to be reckoned with. What's what's her story? You know, why is she so bloodthirsty? That's a that's a you question, Brennan, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay, Red Dragon. Not a lot we can say. She has a lot of history <laughs> that we haven't really dove into, but mm -hmm. um but just at the core of it, like the Red Dragon, it's it's her name, but it's also her title. It's like one of those things that once you become the Red Dragon, like that's your identity. Like you don't have a name. Um, you are known as the Red Dragon. And, you know, there are several dragons <laughs> in this world, um, but the Red Dragons are known for being just the most, the, the strongest, the most, like that is their key thing is that they are strong, that they are powerful, that they will beat you down. <laughs> literally so, um, yeah yeah and so <laughs> you know, she's a exactly so she's a fine inheritor of the the title it's like the the perfect perfect encapsulation of what it means to be a red dragon oh, i love that max let me throw the ball on something you can talk about though with uh how like alive like all these background characters look like your pencils are just like I, I cannot stress this enough beautiful and like even your background characters look like they have a story there's that one character we were talking about backstage who looked like he had like a Mega Man blaster and the the metal leg which uh Brandon you were talking about how you had like the the world balance like where there's technology and then it's regressed in certain areas and I think that was a perfect like example of it too uh you know you really put a lot of effort into these designs Max uh what what was some of your when you're getting ready to create the art what's your routine look like do you put some some music on or maybe a tv show in the background like what's that look like for you um, yeah, I, I, it, over the course of my last two or three projects, I've sort of built the habit of, um, creating a playlist for each book. Um, so that's, that's what I'm doing with Tyrefall right now. Um, I just, uh, sort of Spotify has this wonderful, um, enhance feature, which I guess some people don't love it, but, uh, I, I love the, the ability for to just like punch one or two artists in mm -hmm. and then like build a playlist from that. Um, and so I've been doing that for Tyrant Fall. Uh, and that's sort of, you know, like other than like getting some coffee going and uh, just sort of setting myself up mentally, like this is what, what we're doing now. 
that's kind of my ritual. Um, throw on that playlist and uh, get some coffee. <laughs> What's that simple. playlist look like, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so it started off as uh, a lot of Rage Against the Machine, um, a lot of MF Doom. Uh, if anybody watching has followed me on Twitter, I asked at one point, like, give me your, your top MF Doom albums or songs. That's what that was for. Um, uh, there's uh, Wu-Tang, of course. Um, Blind Guardian. It's like this weird mix of like power metal, um, alt rock from my youth that gets me back in that like nostalgic heavy metal tone and mm -hmm. like gangster rap. Uh, I love it. <laughs> and um, like there's this, this one guy, if I could uh, plug a random musician his name is like toxic eternity it's what his name is on spotify and he has like 10 albums of just like power metal covers of all these uh anime and video game uh pieces of music that you've like grown up with um and that's like so much of the playlist is just like like awesome awesome uh power metal riffs like that um yeah I love it. We gotta get we gotta get Max doing some air solos again sometime on the show. <laughs> exactly. So I think right now would be a perfect segue. Let's go ahead and transition over to the campaign and check out uh, the Kickstarter and see what all the hype is about. So give me one second. We're gonna be heading over this way. And then Max, um, you said you had some original art as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one of our uh, one of our reward tiers is um, you can own some of the art that made the comic happen uh so I, I brought some with me we got some some original um wow pages. so everything is done not... uh traditionally oh yeah oh my god that is gorgeous um this is page one can you guys see this okay do i need to turn a uh, light on uh i mean i could do it looks very detailed to me <laughs> all right cool. looks good Holy crap, Brandon! I can see why you held on to Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to. Oops. Oh, I, I can go through. Go. I got five of them here. I can go through all. Oh five yeah, these ones. are so gorgeous. Holy crap! Look at that decapitated head too. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, a lot of the jaw, detail. The jaw like hanging out. That is so brutal. Oh, should we get closer on that one? I had fun figuring out how to do this. <laughs> Like, Max, you seem like you should be drawing, like, death metal-like albums. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Mary Campbell over on Facebook saying, What is up, you crazy kid? Hey, Mary, thank you for joining us. I appreciate that. It's good to see you. Um, yeah, all these uh, all these pages are drawn traditionally. Um, I have sort of a hybrid process um, where I, I do a little bit digitally and I do a little bit traditionally, but the finish is always traditional. Oh, uh, you know that uh, is that a, an escape pod right there? That almost looks just like a DBZ one. Oh, this? Yeah. No, that's uh, that's a close up on this dude's head. Um, oh, but, I gotcha. But it's funny you mentioned that because as well as like all those heavy metal influences, um, Akira Toriyama is highly influential on the way I've been doing tech for for this project. Um, there's a, he's got this um he's got this art book that he did uh showcasing a lot of his design work in like the dragon ball and dragon ball z universe and um 
the way he like re reinterprets vehicles in Dragon Ball Z is like absolutely insane. I love it. Um, and the groundbreaking right there too. That is so gorgeous. Holy crap! How long did that bottom panel take? There is just so much going on there. That was like that single panel was. Uh, it's hard to say because I I split my time between like my day job and stuff. But yeah, five hours. That is gorgeous, man. Holy crap. Thank you. Brendan, how do you feel when you, you start seeing some of this artwork hit your your, your uh, emails? Like, you have to be euph euphoric at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, so I, you know, me and Max, we'll, Max will do, a, like, some rough layouts of stuff. And then, and then, uh, then I'll get, so I'll give, like, a, an idea of what it's going to look like. But yeah, once I see the final pages, I'm like, oh, my God, this is i'm think like every page i'm like thank god max no one else is picking up max right now i, mean, <laughs> I, I yeah i'm a little selfish in that way look I'm at like, that hand dude yeah oh my god oh, everything's backwards I'm trying to move it in frame <laughs> no yeah so yeah max it's a it's a it's an absolute joy and privilege to be working with max because you get stuff like this yeah that is gorgeous man you holy crap if i ever become a writer i need to hire you too like hey dude hey now you gotta go through up. me first yeah <laughs> so let's take a moment and check out the kickstarter guys right here is a link for everyone to check it out with us if you can back we would love to see it but if not simply putting this wherever you can word of mouth is 100 free and you will definitely have a friend or family member who is going to love this series we are looking at timerfall issue two plus issue one catch up Inspired by Dragon Ball Z and Heavy Metal Magazine, the Kung Fu Fantasy of uh, Kung Fu Fantasy Adventure hits back with its second issue. Currently at six thousand six hundred and twelve dollars of a eight thousand dollar goal with one hundred and fifty one backers and twenty four hours left to go. Man, this is a gorgeous, gorgeous story. So give us a little bit about uh, the Fey Lords too. I, I love that little introduction in that eight page story that I read. Like how uh, you actually it was like a story. It was storyception almost. Like how was a story within a story yeah um yeah so i you know it was one of the things is like part of the exercise of the short story the original short was trying to fit in so much world building into like packing a world full of world building without having to unravel everything so like the short story was just like a quick like two panels it helps you say like oh there's been a lot of history to this world um but yeah, and then when Max was doing it, he, you know, he he's like, what if I, you know, crop the edges, the corners, and then when he communicate with Roman, you know, I'm not going to speak, but Max had told me, he said like, hey, this is kind of what we're going for. And Roman was able to kind of capture that, those vibes. Yeah. Shouts out to Roman Stevens, by the way, our colorist on this mm -hmm. book, totally killing it. Um my stuff would not look nearly as good if we didn't have Roman slapping around his pigments. Right here, we have uh, that that one character I was telling. Like this, every character looks like they have their own unique story in the background. It is it's amazing. Like you put so much heart and detail into this. Thank you. Yeah, that's like that's how I make like background characters. Full disclosure are not the most exciting thing to draw. And, like that's how <laughs> I make it fun for myself. Mm -hmm. It's like get I every time I, I draw somebody. Like I couldn't tell you what these guys are at this point. I, a couple of them, like I had said in backstage, a couple of them are based on people I know. But um, 
like other than that, I couldn't tell you what I came up with for them at the time. But like every time I'm, I am working on these guys, I, I'm like, yeah, this guy is like a owns like a barber shop, and that's why his hair looks like this or <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> I love that though. That little prompt kind of gives you a little bit more to work off of, though, right? Like, you, you, okay, well, maybe we'll st- give him a big mustache, or maybe we'll we'll style his hair a certain way. Like, that's awesome way of like kind of thinking it to give new like meaning and life into those characters and. Her entrance into here, I just thought that all, the every page was just filled with so much detail. Like they're you know they're eating, and then she kicks the door in, and then their fight is brutal as well. But right here, this is like a completely different art style. It feels like. I mean, what kind of went into this? You know, what went into this part of it? This was uh, this is a part of the script where we you know if if you're if we're reading the pages, we 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 understand that what's happening is sort of like. Um, a retelling of of the history. It's a very ele- elegantly uh, crafted bit of exposition, where um, we're sort of getting like a flashback. And um, so when I when I read this in the script, I I floated this idea to Brian of like to really sell the flashback feel, to maybe do it in like all pencil. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Brennan was down with it, so we we tried it. I think it worked wonderfully. I gave Roman. I've said on a a couple other occasions, I don't give Roman uh, like a ton of notes, um, but here we wanted like a very specific feel. Uh, So I gave him like a very specific um, breakdown of the colors we want to use to sort of separate it. And um, it almost feels like it should belong in like a Led Zeppelin album cover. Oh, you know what I mean? You know, it Uh has that feel, that old school feel to it. I love it, man. I love it. and, And Roman to his credit did this wonderful thing that none of us asked for where if you look at the the panel borders there there are no panel borders uh which i think were drawn in there originally um he he lost them and he he sort of rounded out the corners and it's like it's such this powerful but like subtle effect to Mm -hmm. really give you that like break of like we are not in the the present day anymore um and it it feels like it yeah it like I look at it and I feel like we're, we're sort of unfurling like a scroll, which is very much the, what I was going for. I remember when I was reading through it, just like how, how, like how immersive it felt like, you know, like she was reading the book and you actually got to go inside the book and that's where you, you know, started leaking mm-hmm. out more of this exposition. Brendan, that was an awesome job, you know, right. You know, I don't know if that was your idea, of, uh, but as a writer that, you know, I'm kind of assuming that was your direction. You know, yeah, that we were going kind of kind of going into the book. Yeah, it is just a basic retelling of like, again, trying to fit in a lot of world building into this world. So a basic retelling of the world and how it's kind of gotten here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, that it is kinda, awesome. you know, and it moves from uh, the main character right when she's a girl, Mirda. She's the one kind of doing the exposition. And then it transitions into Red Dragon, who kind of like goes... You know, Mirda's doing like, oh, it used to be like this. And then Red Dragon cuts in and it's like, well, but now it's like this. And I love how she was like, is this your late family? I'm like, oh, you are devious. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, you. we already know what your intentions are. Uh, and I love this big showdown between them, too. It was so brutal. And you had so much hope for Grandpa, too. Like, oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I remember when I seen this image, I was like, this is brutal. But after reading the eight pages, like, oh my God, no. Like, <laughs> so are all red dragons like capable of this? Like, you know, what's kind of going on here? I know in the eight pages, we learn about rogue magic and how that's a capital punishment. Uh, it seems like she's using something that uh, looks a little similar to magic though. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a hierarchy thing where like the, you know, the whole, kind of the whole premise is that the ruling class is dictating who can use magic. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they can use magic because they make the rules. So, um, so yeah, she does use magic. Uh, one of the, it, I don't remember how it started, but yeah, I think I was, I came up with this idea. I was like, when the dragons, like one of the signature things about them is that when they're really using magic at like, or really like going all out, like they become, like they become monstrous and like unhinge their jaws and stuff and just look like monsters and so you know you see it here the red dragon it's like her mouth is basically is unhinged she's more mm -hmm. dragon like and then you know another character we'll meet in the uh the preview and actually max showed us in uh his uh the original art uh, the red drake he does the same thing where like when he gets like he gets irked at one point and you know it comes out a little bit oh that's you know? so brutal and i love the the sidekick on the shoulder too i'm a big yeah. fan of like like little creatures on the shoulder like you know like bd1 like dude anything like that it's it's so what is that creature or is that spoiler oh no spoiler he's just um he's a lieutenant of the red drake this new character oh, i love it and um, yeah, he's he's a little little gremlin dude. Um, <laughs> kind of inspired like the the Red Drake, and well, the Red Drake is not really inspired by, but his lieutenants are kind of inspired by the Ginyu Force oh. in Dragon Ball, and so like there's some similarities, but you know, one to you know, there's some similarities, but they're wholly original in their own regard. Uh, so yeah, so. I was like, well, the Ginyu Force kind of had a short little dude, so we're going to have a short little dude, mm -hmm. too. See, and... and oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt No, no, you. no, go ahead. I, actually I was about just about the fanboy, man. And, and, like, that just goes back to where why Dragon Ball Z should have ended at the Namek's... Uh, because, like, dude, when Ginyu, like, body-swapped with Goku, that I was just like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, dude, that was so brutal. Uh, so, is that little sight... Was that the dude the, the with the three eyes? Uh, the one that's, like, right here in the, in the middle? The short guy? The green guy? Yeah, it's it was, you know, he's, in, he's inspired by him, and, you know, I, you know, also drew some inspiration from a couple, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! monsters, mm -hmm. and I, but in the end, I was just like, I want this guy to be small, I want him to be, like, I want him to be gross-looking, and look monstrous <laughs> but like he is just he's not a monster but <laughs> like, he's not a threat it seems you know he's just mm -hmm. gross and so no I, I i really like that especially given, considering how you know big and buff the other characters are you know how ripped they are there was something about the Ginyu Force, like the way they were all like Chad, but they were all such meatheads too, right? They were like mm -hmm. the dumbest thing ever right? it's just the, the dance i don't know what about the dance but i loved it so much yeah, I love the Ginyu Force too. Ooh, and then we have some uh, spoilers. So we actually got to see the pencils for this and seeing it in color is like, holy crap. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm having a hard time deciding which one I love the most. Like, dude, your black and white is just gorgeous as well too. Holy crap. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a treat seeing, you know, again, yeah, just like you said, you're like, oh, like I get Max's pages and I'm like, this is amazing. I get Roman's pages and like, this is also amazing. Like, it's like how second I, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know. So Max, how do you feel when you get to see colors like added to your pencils? Like this has to be Christmas for you as well. Yeah, no, this is one of my favorite things about doing this this whole thing is is getting to collaborate with awesome, talented people like like Roman. Um, it, it's such a treat to get the inbox, and then like it's I would be lying if I said like it's not a little bit of a guilty pleasure to like get the <laughs> odd note and like be like, can we like tweak this a little bit and then like it happens because i asked for it um <laughs> Man, uh, max is starting to get power hungry you better watch out you know, I, feel <laughs> the same way. I feel the same way about writing scripts where i just write something and then max creates it and i'm like excellent perfect it's just gonna be one big ch change of like a like line of changes like brendan's like okay max and the max is like okay now you need to do this yeah <laughs> <laughs> So this is cool to see. So is this like a team of Red Dragons right here? Or so is Red Dragon their in particular title? So the gentleman with the red like pauldron and shoulder pads in the middle there. Uh, yeah, that's the Red Drake. He is okay. the, he's kind of a rival to the Red Dragon. And then the people that are like kind of immediate around him, they're his Ginyu force. Oh. So, yeah, they're his lieutenants. We call them the uh, Wyvern Knights. I love it so much. Like, what inspired you guys to go with like the play on dragons and around like the dragon like like medium? Like that is so, that's unique. That's awesome. I love the play on words too. Like, uh -oh. awesome. Yeah. So that was I again. It was another thing where I wanted to do like with the short story. I wanted to do you know again very contained world building, um, and you know. I wanted to do a fantasy story, but I, you know, of what one, you know, a major antagonist in a lot of fantasy stories are dragons. Mm -hmm. So I was like, we'll bring those in here. Um, but to not confuse it, you know, it's like, oh, well, there are dragons, but there, there used to be mythical dragons too, but they're gone now. And so there's just these dragons, these, mm -hmm. these super powerful people. And then, you know, to break it down, I was like, oh, and of course, you know, they have lieutenants that are like, you know, it's vaguely like in the short, like they're referenced as being not even, they're implied to be like a police force, the Wyvern Knights. Um, and so, you know, it just, it just, you know, went out from there where I was like, oh, well, he, she needs an antagonist. Oh, and it's the Red Drake is what he's going to be called. And so then you have these like breakdowns of just like a hierarchy um but no it was all just you know you have these people that are super powerful and rule mm -hmm. the world and they're just you know they've replaced what with the actual dragons that used to live in this world like those guys are long gone and so you have you're stuck with these humans these super powered superhumans <laughs> I love it. We have a Nordic Uni over on Twitch stopping in to say, yo, welcome to the stream. I hope you're having a fantastic day as well. Let's go ahead and check out some of these rewards. So we can get at uh, the Sedation tier, pledge $5 or more, receive a digital deluxe copy of Tyrantfall issue two. So what's going to be in the deluxe edition? So the uh, deluxe edition, you know, it's going to be the, the comic itself. And you also get some back matter material. Um, last uh for, for issue one our digital deluxe had 
like process pages, um, some uh, like world building ephemera, essentially, like, mm-hmm. you know, a letter, a letter from a soldier to their loved one at home. Oh, that's cool. like, you know, talks about some things, but like, you know, there's some, I'm not going to say key plot points, but there's some like stuff that's like, oh, that's okay. That I get where this points to, to something in the comic itself, you know, fills out a little fills out those holes in the story that you don't necessarily need to cover in the story itself, but, you know, just kind of fleshes the world out. Um, yeah, um, we also, yeah, but for two, one of the big things that we can announce for issue two in the back matter, uh, we did a draw this in your own style, uh, style of uh, one of our new characters that we introduced in this issue. And we're, you know, the, the winner of that contest is going to get a free signed copy of the comic and a set oh, that's awesome. of stickers. Also, we're going to include all entrants in the back matter of issue two. So mm-hmm. everyone will get to see the uh, all these different interpretations of our uh, one of the new characters, Foosh, who's uh, one of the members of the Redrick's Ginyu Force. I love the names too. You guys are killing it with with, with the, these characters and names. So after that, we have Sabotage pledged five dollars or more, receive a physical copy of Tyrant of Fall issue two. So awesome price for the physical there. At Riot pledged ten or more, receive the digital deluxe and a physical copy. We have Bravault at fifteen, receive the digital deluxe or yeah, del- digital deluxe copy for issue one and two plus physical copy of two. You guys have some outstanding tiers and prices here. Holy crap! Mutiny twenty or more and receive the physical copies and digital deluxe copies of issue one and two. I mean, you guys have such awesome tiers. Takeover pledge thirty or more. What's this tier about? So that one actually really great. Um, we got to work with uh, it's. It's it it's Anon, right? Anon. I, I believe that is how we pronounce it. Anon Ramcharan Ramcharan, um, who's this amazing artist. Max Connect was like, hey, I think we should, you know, one, we should do a variant cover, and two, I think we should work with Anon. And I looked, I was like, hundred percent agree. <laughs> um, we got in t- contact, we talked about it, and lo and behold. This is the fruits of uh, his labors. Gorgeous too. Amazing. I, it's super dope. I'm really, really happy with it how it turned out. Uh, both me and Max had the same kind of parallel thought when we were seeing this. We were just like, "What if? What if Anon drew Tyrant Fall?" And I was like, "I, I was like, no, no. Max is the artist for Tyrant Fall. <laughs> never going to be replaced." But I was like. But, but so no. Max, uh, was uh, Anon like a friend of yours or someone you looked up to? You know, when you were doing uh, starting out. Yeah, we uh, we we come from the the same um, same background, and uh, I, I I've I've never met Anon in real life, um, but we've we followed each other for a while on uh, that's so cool though social media stuff. Like that has to feel awesome to be able to throw like someone who's like the same background as you, like a uh, you know variant cover on your project. That had to feel like a really awesome thing to do. Yeah, I I think um, if if we could zoom out from the project for a second, I I, I as as a creator who is part of a community of creators, I think it's important to um, lift others up when I can. Um, and we had an opportunity for. Uh, 
for a variant cover. So I, I went through my, my Rolodex and, uh, and it was like a perfect fit. Um, we, I threw some names at Brennan. Um, I was kind of like thinking Anna would probably be the one. And then, mm -hmm. uh, I think that was the first one, Brennan, that you came back and you were like this guy. Yeah. So I, I remember I had seen some of Annan's work, like, as I believe I followed Annan on Twitter and then follow, eventually followed on Instagram. But I was like, I had seen the stuff before does kind of hit those vibes that we're going for. Um, so just perfect, perfect fit. And guys, if you guys needed a reason to back right, there would be a perfect one. Uh, the, 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 the fact that you want to give back to creators in the community to help, you know, push them up. Such an awesome thing to do, Max. This looks like one hell of a tier two. And this is uh, one that's kind of targeted at you. Give us a little bit about what this tier is about, Max. The Insurrection. Um, oh, I've forgotten what, what names are which. Yeah. Uh, did it, oh, so yeah. Okay. Is, oh, go ahead. The, this is where you get all the prints and stuff. Yeah, so if, if you if you would like to get some some of some of my my art and um, you don't necessarily have the budget for the the larger original art or commission tiers, this is like the perfect fit. Gets you all these prints and stuff. Um, we've got some uh, character design prints. Um, we've got the the Red Dragon Rage, which was I was just Brennan hit me up. Uh, when when did when did we start talking about issue two? Like. It was like late January. Yeah, he, he hit me up and I was getting excited. And I just <laughs> like, I had nothing else on my plate at the time. I was in a, a, a moment of calm and I was like, this is too calm. I need to I need to spice it up. And I, <laughs> I, I, I decided actually, um, the I call them my booby lady drawings, the, mm -hmm. the, the ones that spawned this whole idea. Uh, I was like, wait red dragon doesn't have her own booby lady drawing so i i decided she needed one uh and if if you look at the red dragon rage pin up there it's it's very much in the style of the drawings that inspired this whole uh collaborative effort to begin with um so that's cool you get a little bit of uh a little bit of a peek into like the the genesis of this whole thing um and yeah just some some excellent prints in general as and well i mean our prints. our prints are always pretty to hang up on the wall right like get red dragon up on your wall she is a gorgeous character and your wall deserves it i mean make your wall happy uh just some there outstanding tiers here we have some awesome ones right here too so you can get a six by ten waist up inked character commission for 200 bucks is this going to be any character they want or a character from the series uh for the most part any character you want including characters from the series um it needs to be a <clears throat> well-established fairly googleable that's sort of the only requirement um yeah and then we have at uh 350 or more you can get yourself some of those original art pages that we've seen earlier and we'll go ahead and zoom in great price on those two i mean for 350 i like this is outstanding work i i like i i, I almost want to be like yo <laughs> like just hold it up for like an hour like like, like let's just really examine some of this because like on a ipad or any digital medium you could you could zoom in you know and and really hit those details but like on pencil and paper pen and paper they you really don't have that luxury yeah, yeah. and it's it's really satisfying just to be able to get to like hold something uh you, you talked about like wall art earlier 
this is my kind of wall art. I love <laughs> having like original handcrafted, like literal works of art and not just for comics. I mean, definitely buy our comic pages, but like animation cells. Uh, oh yeah. Like, um, uh, different like misprints on like screen printing, silk screen type type deals. Here, um, hold on, let me zoom you in again on that. <laughs> you, you like held it up. I was like, I missed the zoom. <laughs> that was all. Oh, we're gonna have to clip that. That was that was funny. <laughs> Almost got whiplash from. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I zoomed in on myself. I was like, don't do this. <laughs> so guys, after going through that in its entirety, for anyone who might be on the fence about backing, what would you like to say to them directly to kind of help push them over? We'll start with uh, Brennan first. Um, well, I'd say one of the big things about this pick, uh, project for me is that it, it, and you know, Max touched on it earlier, you know, the nostalgia of it, um, I guess, like, I'm a huge fan of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Like this scratches that itch for more. Um, it, you know, it's a love letter to to not only just Dragon Ball Z, but all those cartoons that were on. You know, the afternoon block on Cartoon Network when it was Toonami for two hours, and you're watching, you know, Dragon Ball, Yu uh, Yu Hakusho, Gundam Wing, like that kind of energy you got, where you like rushing home from the school bus get home plop yourself down in front of the mm -hmm. tv and you're just watching like for some well for me also it was like your first exposure to to anime and like that sense of cool that you got when you talked about it with your friends and you're all about it um it's also just a, uh you know it's you know you can feel not to not to speak for myself but you can feel the passion that we're all putting into it um we didn't mention them at all uh, but Rob Jones, the letterer, uh, you know he, you know he comes out, he delivers excellent lettering. And he did the logo, effects, and he did the logo here, <laughs> right over here on my hey, screen, yeah. <laughs> right, right there. Um, but yeah. shout but, out to Rob, you rock, man. Thank you. Yeah, Rob is uh, a, a machine, a gosh darn machine. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but like, you know, I know I put my passion and my love for, you know, not only the 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 inspiration, but also just the creation of comics it goes into this project. Um, and then I feel that from, from Max, from Roman, Roman, from Roman and Rob. And, you know, it's, it's very much just us, you know, it's us. This book is, it ha has a good slice of us in it. So nostalgia, the pure passion behind it. And it's just a freaking cool book. I mean, I, when I pick it up, uh, I, I still pick up the first issue from time to time and just flip through and go, this is a really cool comic. I love this. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to like, to speak on that uh, nostalgic point, like it, it's not just nostalgia because it, it is very much its own thing. Um, and I hope like, cause like, I don't know, I feel like um, when we talk about, the nostalgia of it too much it, it may t take younger people sort of away from it because like oh this is not for me but it totally is it's it's very much of its own um making uh but it has this wonderful aspect where like 
if you are a younger person, you pick it up and read it, you'll be able to like identify uh, these styles and references that come from like a, a time before. And mm -hmm. if you are passionate about like the medium and these kinds of stories, it'll give you a lot of little like threads to follow up on. Um, like why are the dragons structured the way they are? What is the Ginyu force? And like, um, it, it doesn't rely on a knowledge of any of that stuff. Oh, yeah. But if you're curious, uh, it's, it, it totally, it can be like a window into, uh, sort of pop culture history that way. At least that's kind of the way I think of it. I'll tell you what, you almost put me in a midlife crisis there when you said, uh, younger people. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, dude, I'm 33. I'm, I'm not old. And I'm like, oh my God, that is old. Like yeah, sure. I'm almost dude, midlife. I'm, I'm like, 30. <laughs> I'm 33. I teach high schoolers. We're old. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, what's next for you in 2023 outside of Timerfall issue two? You guys got any other projects up your sleeve? I mean, how many issues are we looking after this series? Um, well, I'm, I'm right now I'm working on the script for issue three. We're going to go to issue five. Uh, the dream is one day issue five you know being the end of the first what would be the first story arc or if mm -hmm. you know tyrant fall were to end there it'd be a full story in itself you know no regrets walk away with a smile on my face um the dream the guilty dream is to one day do the 30 issue full story <laughs> that i have planned for it but we're gonna fo we're focusing on the first five um and i'm super excited you know the end of issue five is going to be is going to be crazy as well um but so script for issue three going on right now um i'm writing some other just comic short stuff i've got um a kid on the way and so congratulations man yeah. let's go cut back on my um my budget uh, for comic stuff yeah so um <laughs> So I'm going to be working on some pro stuff as well. How um, far working... along, if you don't mind me asking? For how far along? Uh, 15 weeks, I think. 15 weeks today, yeah. First so, kid? First kid, yeah. Oh, let's go, dude. Oh, man, you better get a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. <laughs> um, I have to acquire a taste for coffee first. So I'm not a <laughs> coffee drinker, so. But maybe this will do it. Maybe this will break it. But uh, so, yeah, I'm working on some prose pieces. Um, the current one being a, it's kind of in the way that Tyrant Fall is to Dragon Ball Z. This prose is to Pokemon. It's about a, uh, it's about basically about this organization that used to have this giant catalog of, you know, zoology and mythical zoology stuff, like information, and it got burned up. So now their various members are traveling the world, essentially recreating the Pokedex. I love it. That, uh, like, Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, yeah, kind of reminds me. A little bit like that, yeah. That's so awesome. Congratulations once again. Max, what about you? I almost need to make a series where when the writer tells the artist, like, yeah, I got a 30 issue idea. And like your face when you're like, oh, 30 issues, you say, like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to draw all that. Like, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I that'll happen when it happens, hopefully. Um, <laughs> you know, as long as you guys keep showing love to the Kickstarter, I'm sure we'll keep making them. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we might keep making them anyway, because, like, we love it. Uh, so uh, what else are you working on, though? I mean, anything outside of Timerfall or just this series for you uh, this year? Yeah, so I, I do have some other irons in the fire. Um, I think, I think, Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, this might be it for Timerfall for this year. but uh, This year, yes. But um, I've got uh, another project, um, which won't see publication until 2025 it's likely unfortunately but it's a really cool gritty um cyberpunk dystopian comic Ooh. called uh, neon graveyard um it i haven't shared a lot of it um but it is some some of the stuff that's been approved is on my my instagram and twitter if you can delve deep enough uh We've got one issue of that in the bag and uh, I'm going to be doing some more of that later this year. I have another thing which I haven't talked about at all yet, which I'm going to jump on as soon as, uh, as soon as this current issue is done. Um, and that'll be, that'll be really cool. Uh, but I can't talk about that yet. I love the teaser too. He's like, it's going to be really awesome. You guys can't hear about it. It's going to be great. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if, if you're into, if you're into Tyrantfall, if you look up, some of the stuff I put out for Neon Graveyard. If, if you're into that, you'll definitely be into uh, into this other thing. It's very much sci-fi, uh, which is 100% my bread and butter. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all like all indie stuff for now. I, I'm I'm hoping I get a, a breather. Like although I love my indie collaborators, I'm hoping I get a breather at some point so I can start throwing it back to some publishers at some yeah. point. Hey, the, um, sounds like 2023 is going to be an awesome year for you guys, though. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. So, you know, I always love ending the show with two questions. So first is a piece of advice for anyone who might be listening uh, that's interested in getting into creating comics. So with that being said, well, we'll keep it easy for anyone who is just having trouble getting started. Motivation and just getting that push would be your advice to help them achieve that. You know, if you could just maybe go back to yourself the first day and say something to yourself to help motivate yourself. Hmm. Well, I definitely would just say, like, it's that it's that age-old advice. Like, but luckily, it'd be coming from me to younger me, and hopefully, younger me would believe older me. Um, but it the first the first couple those the first draft those first couple words the first panel everything is going to be garbage. Like, like you, you, you think when you're writing it, you're like, every word is like every drop of ink. If you're writing it or every pixel on the screen is, is, an, is worth its weight in gold, which for pixels isn't much, but, <laughs> uh, but it's like, but it's not that first, first draft of anything is going to be garbage, but it's basically you vomiting onto a page and then sh shifting through it to find the core the good stuff um i mean even like just issue two having even written issue one issue down of tyrant fall working on issue two i basically went back and rewrote it after a, a long hiatus and you know i was like wow this was not good and now <laughs> it is good and it's um so yeah so you just that it, yeah if the only thing holding you back from writing is that you're worried it's gonna suck there, that's not a reason it is going to suck but then that's the, as they say in adventure time that's the first step to getting good at something is 
sucking at it first. Bringing some Jake the dog into it. I love yep. it, man. <laughs> Max, what about you, though, man? Yeah, um, if I could sort of distill it into uh, a quick, clean thing, just make it, share it. Um, Brennan is on the money. Like, you're not going to be good at the thing the first time you try it. Um, we we learn by doing. Uh, that's like as simple as it gets. Um, uh, at, at my school, we talk about this thing called growth mindset, which you guys may have heard of. And it's just the idea that like, you know, mistakes are just a natural part of the learning process. You, you, you screw up, you get a thing wrong. And all that is, is a case study and how to do it right. So you, you, you're not going to get that information if you, if you don't try it. Um, and you know, the good news is comics are indie comics are in a great space right now. Like with yeah. tools like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, all these different crowdfunding platforms, Twitter kind of is was a great thing. I don't know. It's I mean, it's on fire right now, but yeah. <laughs> um, but like you know, like there's there hasn't th there is no better time to do it than the now, whenever mm -hmm. that is. Um, so just you know, I make it, share it, get get the thing out there, get some get some feedback don't don't feel too badly if if it's not super warmly received at first because it's not the end there will be more you can always make more you mindset know? is important right like being able to defeat that that negative thinking in your head and, and just realize like hey this is a case study that is such a I, i'm mind blown by the way you phrase that because i never thought of that like look at it like hey this is why you went wrong you know this is how i can make it go right the next time Awesome advice, you two. Thank you so much. Outside of creating, though, what are you guys consuming? You know, video games, uh, movies, TV shows, books. You know, what are, what are, you know, what what are you guys doing? Well, I just started watching uh, The Expanse. Finally, I'm super cool. late to that. That's very good. Um, I'm playing a lot of. Uh, well, I'm not playing a lot of anything, but in in the moments where I, I give myself a little brain break from drawing, I'm playing uh, Warframe, Destiny 2, Fire Emblem Engage. The new Armored Core just went available for pre-order, which I am like right there for. <laughs> Thank you, FromSoft. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> with all, like, they could have put out like a trailer with like farting marshmallows, like after Elden Ring. Doesn't, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm, I'm pre-ordering it. Um, yeah, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, if I could like uh, tap my D&D credentials a little bit. Bald, I, I did, um, uh, what was it, like two, two, one or two? I don't know. Time time is a flat circle. Uh, a little while ago, I did uh, some covers for the D&D IDW Dungeons & Wow. Mm -hmm. Dude, congratulations. It is a, uh, it was very cool. Thank you. Um, Mindbreaker is a pre prequel story to the upcoming Baldur's Gate 3 from Bioware. I used to play uh, the second one on PlayStation 2. Yeah, so the third one looks dope. Um, and that should be coming out in August, so I'm very excited. Dude, that. You're you have to be right. geeking out so hard as a gamer, right? Like that That's like the ultimate thing is to do something for a video game. That's cool. Yeah, and I, I didn't know at the time, so I... I, I I kind of like lost out on some of that that geek excitement, but um, 
I found out later, like, oh, this is a prequel. <laughs> oh, what? Um, so that, that was very cool. Um, so, but yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's everything I'm taking in right now. Ronan, what about you? Um, let's see. Uh, well, uh, video game wise, I've got a huge backlog. But right now, I've been working my way through the Mega Man Battle Network games. They okay. Came, the Legacy Collection just came out. I was a huge fan of it back in middle school. And so now that they're re-released, I'm going back and like, can't wait. I was was like, that Game Boy Advance? Excited. It was on Game Boy Advance back in the day. But now it's on they're in the Legacy Collection on Switch. So Ooh. it's been a lot of fun. Um, but besides that, like, that's really the only thing I have the game I have time for right now. Um, my wife and I just finished Wednesday on Netflix. Um, we, we've been uh, getting into WWE stuff more this year. Uh, so we've been watching that, you know, the two shows each week. Um, and then other than that, I've been on a, uh, one of my New Year's resolutions was to try to read 50 books this year. So I've just been trying to, I've been moving my way through books. Uh, right now I'm on, oh my God. Oh my God, what is it? Better Served Cold, I think by Joe Abercrombie. It's a like grim, kind of not a grim dark necessarily in the way most people think, but it is kind of a grim dark fantasy story mm -hmm. of revenge. So that's been a real fun read. How many uh, books you at right now? I have to double check. Uh, I think it's like eight or so. Oh, you better get like, to reading. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fifty was a fifty was a lofty goal, but it was just mostly like, it's like that's vaguely doable, unreal, unrealistically mm -hmm. so. But it's you know it's a high enough goal that even you know if you know reaching for it, I might fall short. But I'm gonna be have read like thirty books this year or something, you know. So that's the goal try to read 50 books but be happy with what i got get no oh, that is awesome for everyone that is watching right here is the link for this campaign be sure to check this out and like i said if you can back we would love to see both simply putting this on facebook and twitter is 100 free and word of mouth helps out a ton this was one hell of an interview you two thank you so much for coming on the show and breaking down this awesome book i hope you all have a fantastic day but most importantly guys keep it geekly <laughs>